your Locked On Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Who are this season's top 50 NHL players? You can find out on the Locked On NHL podcast. Joe DiBiase, Mike DiStefano, and Rachel Donner reveal the top 50 players as voted on by our local experts across the Locked On NHL network of podcasts. Subscribe to the Locked On NHL podcast on YouTube. Turn those notifications on so that you never miss an episode. We're getting very close to the final 10. And reminder, Wild fans, Kirill Kaprizov checked in at 42 on this year's list. But check out the top 10 later this week on the Locked On NHL podcast. On today's episode of Locked On Wild, we are joined by Judd Zolgad of Score North and Judd's Hockey Show to take a look at where we are at in the offseason, any lingering questions the Wild need to answer before the start of next season, and realistic expectations for where the Wild can finish in the Central Division. A great conversation with Judd for today, so let's dive right into it. And joining us on today's episode of Locked on Wild, you can hear him and read his work at Score North, the host of Judd's Hockey Show. We are joined today by Judd Zolgad. Judd, thank you so much for joining me. How are things? Things are good, Seth. And I, I am excited because what I believe the Wild's rookies are going to be on the ice next week and uh, training camp starts around the 21st of September with the entire team. So uh because of the pandemic in part, this is going to have been a very short hockey off season that's going to conclude now in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it's hard to believe. It seems like the season just ended and, you know, that's great for us. I'm I'm happy to have hockey back already. Um, it's been, like you said, a very quick off season. The Wilds have obviously been in the news quite a bit. The Parisi Suter buyouts, Kirill Kaprizov yet to sign. We'll talk about that um, here coming up. And uh, they brought in some players to try to fill holes to do the best they can with uh, a dicey cap situation coming up over the next handful of years. Mm-hmm. Before we get into that, I wanted to touch on Kirill Kaprizov a little bit. Still waiting, and from all reports that we've heard, it's getting close. Bill Guerin has said, you know, these things take time, and so we just got to wait for it to happen. As this drags out further, though, is there concern about... You know, if Kaprizov is getting cold feet with re-upping after this, is there legitimate concern that he may sign this contract and that may be it? You know, I think the so in trying to read between the lines here, because this is a difficult one, um, there's been so many uh, veiled threats that weren't true. You know, he might go back to CSKA Moscow and play, and then KHL started on September 1st and CSKA came out and said, he ain't coming back here. (laughs) Um, Here's what I think. And this is just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. I think the wild, I think this has very little to do with cash and a lot to do with term. That's not a surprise, but I think what the wild has said is here's a five-year contract. My guess is approximately 9 million per year. And it's a fair contract and we're not going to sign you for three years because that's what you want, but that completely defeats the purpose because, you know, in three years you walk then. Right. He said, well, I'm not going to sign eight years. And that's why they said, here's five years. And so I, I wonder Seth, if his agent hasn't hadn't promised him something that he can't deliver on, this just doesn't, 
This seems to me like the Wilds in complete control. Short of Kaprizov almost retiring. Like he's not going to go play pro hockey uh, back home. He can't play over here unless he plays for the wild. So it almost feels like, like Kaprizov dropped his former agent or representation for the guy that got Panarin his deal. But keep in mind the Panarin deal played out over time. I, right. And look, the next time Kaprizov is up for a contract, he's going to be in control. So if he wants to leave, he can leave, but I don't blame Bill Guerin for saying, we're not going to give you three years. You're going to get five years. That's totally fair. And that's the compromise. Um, and Kaprizov also has to understand this. He could have come over here long ago and he could have walked because of that, but he elected to stay home and play uh, after being drafted in the fifth round in 2015 until last year. So at some point in time, you're not in control then. You can wait as long as you want. That's fair. But he has no rights right now. He is just the guy without a contract, but it's total team control. So so I would say long answer to your question is, yes, there's a chance that he's going to walk, but I think it's going to be five years. And in five years, if he walks, he walks. Uh, but I, they're not going to give him three years. And I think they probably have told him flat out, if you think you're going to get three years, you're going to sit and you're not going to play. And you are in no position to tell us what you're going to do. Is this ideal? Absolutely not. But it reeks to me of an agent who's overpromised something and doesn't yet have the type of control that he thought he probably had. And in the Wilds defense, last thing, too, is Kaprizov's an unbelievable player. But as has been pointed out, he played in, what, 55 games? Yep. He's played in 55 National Hockey League games uh, and then playoffs in which he struggled. So, so to be in complete control to me, you're not there yet. In five years, you will be. Yeah, the, the interesting thing for me is that Russia essentially was helping us out and saying, he's not coming here. And so, you know, it, it's going to be interesting to see the ripple effect that that has. Obviously, that's the biggest question yet for the Wild to have answered before the season starts. Are there any other questions or any other boxes that they really haven't checked Um coming into the season boy um yeah center i've got questions there i think they i think and i, I talked about this with my co-host on judd's hockey show today Declan Goff. i think in their mind they're going to give marco rossi every opportunity to make this roster and because of the position he plays if he has a good training camp he is on your opening night roster yep uh short of that i think the problem is this I think when we're talking about this position, Seth, I think it's a lot like talking about the twins and ace pitchers. When it comes to center, there's not like, it's not like every team gets one, every team gets an ace, every team's got a star. That's not true. And and I think that there's a lot of wild fans probably frustrated that the Christian Dvorak just got traded by the Coyotes to Montreal for a first and second round pick. And I think in the wild's mind, they look at Dvorak and say, well, he's good, but like, is he clearly a step up from, from, you'll Erickson Eck. Is he a better player for sure? And the answer is probably not. So I don't think that the wild won't make a deal in season for a center, but I do think that they're being very selective here. And I think that the real hope is that Rossi coming back from a a year that was basically ruined for him by COVID and the complications and fallout from COVID that Rossi can emerge and become the player uh, that they think he can, which means by about halfway through the season, 
I mean, he's if he's on the right trajectory, it's going to be it's going to be pretty good. If he's not, I think you probably have to make a trade. I also have questions about the blue line. I I don't think it's going to be bad. The Suter move took a lot of guts. Yeah. Um, is is the blue line better? I don't think so. Is it still pretty good? Yes. Um, I also think from a locker room standpoint, the losses of Benino and, and Ian Cole, not as on the ice players, but locker room guys, I think that's going to hurt because I think those guys did a lot of good. Um, the, the hope clearly is that the guys that learn from them will now you know, pick up the torch and that Suter being gone will help the chemistry. All of that being said, I don't think that you can predict that that will be the case for sure. So th- those are probably in order of concern, starting with center. Those are three areas that as training camp starts, I'm curious about. We'll tell you what, I've got a lot more that uh, that I'd like to cover. So we're going to sneak in a quick pause, but we have plenty more coming up with Judd Zolgad of Score North after this here on Locked on Wild. It's that time of year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests including the biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, both open now at betonline.ag. Be sure to take advantage of the opening day super promo. Make a bet this Thursday, September 9th, on the season opener between the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, your wager will be refunded up to $25.00 for new customers only when signing up and using the promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, and boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season. That's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON when signing up. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows, you're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you there is a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Continuing our chat today with Judd Zolgad of Score North and Judd's Hockey Show. Make sure to give them a follow. Uh, you can follow Judd at Zolgad on Twitter. And uh, make sure to check out scorenorth.com as well for great content of the wild, but also all the other Minnesota sports teams as well. Um, you brought up a, a, an interesting kind of question, Judd, that I wanted to ask to start uh, things here. In the Ryan Suter buyout being a very risky move, but Bill Guerin seemed to really insist that that was the way to go. And I saw the athletic did um, a a survey with readers asking readers to kind of rank their trust in the front office for their respective teams. 
And the Wilds were kind of right near the middle of the pack, more towards the top end. So I wanted to ask you as well, we've seen now Bill Guerin make some very aggressive moves, and he has stood very firm by them. How confident are we in him being able to continue to build his vision um, of what he wants this hockey team to be and a team that can compete for Stanley Cup? I like what he's done a lot. Here's the, here's the conundrum, and he knows this, I'm sure, but it's still going to be an in- interesting thing. Uh, the Wild is in what is really a weird, now, weird win-now season because the fallout from the Suter and Parisi buyouts aren't really going to take place till starting next year. And then I believe yep. it's three years of pain after that because of the pandemic, the cap is probably going to be flat or fairly flat. I, I think it should. I, I think when you do two new US TV deals, the cap should go up, mm-hmm. but it's probably not going to. So what's weird about it is the wild is right now, I think entering a season in which they probably they've got some flexibility cap wise, they can make some moves uh, and could definitely go for, I think it's fair to say a playoff run. I I don't know that I consider them a Stanley cup team, but I do definitely think that, that they can do something that we have not seen in far too long in this town, which is make a playoff run of sorts Mm -hmm. more than, you know, than getting in the playoffs and almost certainly going home quickly. Um, what's interesting though, is this one, do you make trades during the course of this season to get players to help you? If you're in that position, if it means trading away draft picks that actually might be fairly high draft picks in the coming seasons, because you very well for the next couple of years after that could fall off the table. Um, and so I think the wilds in a very interesting predicament, but make no mistake, the Suter and Parisi contracts at some point, we're going to come back to bite this franchise yep. in the butt. Um, and, and Seth, my my standing on this has long been, I still applaud the moves initially because we complain far too much in this town about the cheap twins and, you know, this team won't do this and this team. And for, you know, July 4th, 2012, we were the Yankees of free agency in hockey. And it was really cool. And I applaud the shot that was taken. That being said, number one, it didn't work. And number two, it's going to res- it was going to result in some financial pain at some point. It's just that Garen elected to speed that up a bit. And, and the Suter buyout, which I know shocked people, I still think was a really smart move in yep. the sense that, that if you got rid of Parisi and left Suter, you still had a little bit of locker room dysfunction there. And people can say what they want on either side, but I'm telling you, That part of the reason why the wild didn't have more success in the window with those two was that locker room was for a long time, not a good place, which Mike Yo talked about after he was fired. So it's no shock. Right. Um, But yeah, it's a very interesting situation. Uh, That being said, I really think like they're going up the hill right now and they're getting near something that might be fairly successful, but they're going to come down that hill quickly. And then the question is, can you go back up? And that's where if you don't make trades this year and keep your draft picks, the question is, can you draft successfully? And that gets us into a whole different discussion because let's call a spade a spade. That's the one thing that Chuck Fletcher really didn't do. Yep. He traded away draft picks like they were candy. And a lot of them, I, I mean, heck, going back to Risebrow, a lot of draft picks have not worked out. So what happens if this team ever has a good run of drafting? It's really something that we have not seen a lot of. 
This and this goes to kind of this other theme that I try to correlate the NBA to the NHL, where you see NBA general managers have their long term plan, and you know they're going to say this is this is what we're going to do. You know, trust the process. But it also seems like they have one or two short term plans where if we hit that window, we got to do this. If we don't, we got to completely blow it up. And I'm not suggesting the Wild need to have that sort of a plan, but do you think it would do Bill Guerin some good to have like a, I don't know, a, an instruction manual of like, if if we hit an accelerated, like we legitimately have a chance, we got to really sacrifice um, to uh, to get us to where we need to go. I think for this year, I think, there will, I think there's definitely going to be, if not that plan put into place, that thought process. Because they know that when you hit the financial hurt of starting in 2021-22, that's going to be a that's going to be a different world. Um, or I, I should say, what this is this is going to be 2021-22. So 2022-23. Um, so do I think that there is a plan in place that might be a let's go for it? Absolutely. I guess what I'm curious about is what does that plan look like as far as trading future assets that might turn out to be high draft picks because you're not that good, and that's where it's going to get to be a little bit difficult. But you know, this is an extremely competitive town for the sports dollar. And and we're seeing this with the Twins now who have fallen completely off the table and I think lost a lot of fans, casual fans, who like them when they're doing well. So I think if the Wild has a chance to go for it, we're going to see something where they do address some needs. And that comes back to center. And that comes back to me too, for instance, do you make a impact trade around the deadline and this would cost you a lot but it could be necessary if rossi is not what you expected and he might not be in fairness to him doesn't mean he's not gonna be a good player but do you make an impact trade with the sharks who i think are going to be awful for a guy like thomas hurdle which is going to cost you a lot there's going to be a lot of bidding and he is a pending free agent so he's almost certainly going to walk the only thing is if you get him and you get to the cup you're not going to care you just got to a cup right so that's where this gets to be a really difficult dance. It's just, it's so intriguing to me that ordinarily when you're ramping up, your thought process is, oh, you're going to be ramping up for a while. That might not necessarily be true because of the fact the cap is absolutely going to hammer you uh, starting a next season, not this one. Tell you what, uh, one final break, then we're going to talk about where the Wild can expect to slot in now that they have the normal NHL schedule and some uh, pretty tough competition in the Central Division. We'll finish things up with Judd Zulgad of Score North next here on Locked on Wild. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Who knows? And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? rockauto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. They have everything you could need from brake parts, tail lamps, and motor oil to even new carpet. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. 
This summer, Built Bar wants to help you celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know Built Bar has a ton of amazing flavors? They've got coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. For my money, raspberry's the way to go, but if you're not sure which flavor's right for you, grab a mixed box and you'll get two each of the nine flavors. The best part, though, about Built Bars is they are amazingly healthy. Each bar contains 17 to 18 grams of protein, ranges in calories from 130 to 180, contains only 4 to 5 grams of sugar, and only 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. So they're amazingly healthy. They taste great. What's not to like about Built Bar? And if you go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15, you'll get 15% off of your first order. Again, use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at Built.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. We are joined by Judd Zolgad of Score North and Judd's Hockey Show. And Judd, an idea that I don't know that people are taking into consideration enough. Yes, the Wild had a very successful season last year, but that was within the constraints of the West Division and going up against those bottom four teams, San Jose, Anaheim, you've got the LA Kings. So those teams that weren't great that the Wild beat up against, and of course I was forgetting Arizona, we got the full schedule this year. And so the assumption will be that the competition will be better on a nightly basis. And, you know, there's, I think there's legitimate um, chance that the Wilds are a good team, but maybe don't have as good of a season because they're going to be playing everybody this year. Uh, Do you think people are discounting that a little too much heading into this year? Probably. Yes. Uh, The central is going to be stacked. It's good. It's really good. I'm curious to see if the Blackhawks with all of the moves that they have made are improved by a lot, but I mean, there's going to be, you know, Colorado is still extremely uh, difficult. If you look at the division, you know, the blues, you don't know Um, to your point. I think the reality is this. I think that if the wild, if the wild gets in as a wild card, which is going to be back, I'm not going to be shocked because the, the fight for those top three spots is going to be difficult. Now, should this team contend there? Absolutely, it should. Are they assured one? I, I mean, are, are they the abs with McKinnon and that and Lanitskog? No, they're not. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I mean, the schedule being back makes it tough because um, I'm with you. They, The West was really good at the top last year, but that was the very top. And the bottom of it was teams that you could absolutely destroy. Uh, it, it helps probably that the Coyotes, now because Seattle's in the league, are going to get shifted uh, to the central as well, which is going to create more late faceoffs, which I don't like, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be tough. I think it's going to be, ex- and and again, this is this to me is going to depend on a few things. One is your blue line, because the blue line of this team has been a strength. It's been really good. The Wild had more depth than most, and some of that's now gone. Um, and the second thing is Rossi, because if, you know, if Marco Rossi is just not pre- prepared yet, and again, he might, he might not be like, we can't assume he's going to be great. We don't know yet. Uh, and you'll Erickson Eck, who they of course love to play on what amounts to a really good checking line. If he's your top center now, and you're throwing back out the Victor Rasks and Ryan Hartman's and you know, that's a, that's dicey. That's dicey right there. So yes, I think you have a very good point. 
just expecting success is dangerous. And, you know, look right now at the 2021 Twins. We yeah. thought the 2021 Twins were going to the playoffs again, right? Can they end the losing streak at 18 games? They're going to finish probably in last place. So it's pro sports. Weird stuff can happen. I expect the Wild to definitely contend for a top three playoff spot. But um, that division's going to make it tough, and you're going to be back to a full schedule. And there's injuries, and there's a lot of things that can factor in. And this one, too, goaltending. Yeah. Is Cam Talbot going to be as good as Cam was last year? Uh, you know, Capo. Is Capo going to be as good as he was often last year? That's a goaltending's a weird one, man. We've seen that go up and down in this town. We've seen great goaltending and we've seen poof, the same guys struggle. So uh, yeah, I, I think you need to prepare yourself for the fact that this might not exactly be the 1977 Montreal Canadiens. <laughs> Final one I got to ask you about before we uh, give you a chance to, to mention again, where all the listeners can find uh, everything that is offered at score North. Um, the Winter Classic jerseys were unveiled, and there's no shortage of reaction on Twitter, on every social media platform. My personal opinion, I like them. Are they a little busy? Yes, but I'm not going to get super riled up about a jersey that's going to be worn probably once and will maybe come back sparingly in the years to come. What do you think? As a guy who loves my my hockey sweaters, um I think that they are absolutely fine for what the goal is, which is different. Uh, when, when they played the, the the stadium series game, was that 2015-16 against the Blackhawks? Mm-hmm. They, it was just sort of a bigger jersey of what they already wear. <laughs> um, these outdoor games are supposed to be unique. Yep. They're supposed to be. So, I mean, could could they have tweaked the design? Absolutely. But I like the fact that we just didn't we didn't just get here's the wild logo and it looks a little bit different. We've turned it upside down this time. <laughs> uh, so yes, I like them. Could you have removed some some uh, red from it? Sure, you could have. But one, you're right. You're going to wear it once. Two, the whole goal is to sell as many of them to the public as possible. And three, it looks different. Um, and pe- people were upset about the breezers and gloves. Well, folks, it's a ripoff of what the Dallas Stars did because they they did the same thing with the is that brownish breezers and gloves is, is that the right color brownish or they're they're, yeah. different. they're fine. Um, I will say this: my my hot take on the Wild jersey is I'm told they are no longer going to wear the reverse retros. That is a shame. That should be their full time road jersey. You you could easily ditch either one of your current jerseys. Reverse retro, uh, the only thing you need to do is you need to change the numbers on back because they're darn near impossible to see from, like, the press box. They're, they're difficult on TV to see. Yeah. But the jersey was beautiful. Quit being afraid of the North Stars. You're, it's not an N on it, it, but the North Stars look – I mean, here's the thing to get through your head. The North Stars look is inherently better than your look. Your name, nobody knows what it means. Yep. Your logo um, – in the reverse retro, I thought looked really good, which is hard to do because ordinarily it's a mess to me. Uh, and so stop saying, oh, guys like Judd, like the North Stars, just shut up about the North Stars. No, the North Stars look was better than what you have. And what you did with the reverse retro was genius. Uh, tweak, the, tweak the numbers, 
wear them on the road because now they wear what white on the road, which I hate because I grew up with white at home. But anyway, I don't care where you wear it. Make it a full time jersey. Come up with a new third one and get rid of one of your two standing jerseys. Uh, and actually, the road jersey that they wear now, I don't hate it, but it's been around that look. Now they've changed it, but it's been around long enough. So wear the green at home, the reverse retro on the road and you did. And yes, I'm with you. The outdoor game, it's fine. It yeah. looks different. And I actually sort of dig it. Yeah. There's, there's plenty more to, uh, there's plenty more to have takes about on Twitter these days than, uh, than they were uh, stadium um, winter classic. There we go. Winter classic Jersey, but uh, you know, that is what it is. Um, Judd, thank you so much for the time today. Before we go though, I like to give, guests an opportunity to let uh, our listeners know where they can find your work obviously score north not just a wild site you guys cover the vikings the twins the timberwolves you name it in the state of minnesota you guys have an angle on it so just let the listeners know what uh, they can expect at score north yep score north.com of course all the place that you get podcast uh mackie and judd is a daily show uh weekdays five days a week and to your point we talk all sports there Basically try to fo- focus on what's going uh, on in the state. Vikings, uh, Vikings, lots of Vikings. And then some twins. We used to do a lot more twins, but now we don't. Uh, Wolves talk. Uh, of course, if they trade for Ben Simmons, it'll be a lot more Wolves talk. Um, wild talk. And, and then we do Purple Daily, a Vikings-centric show, seven days a week. Uh, I do Judd's hockey show. We do a weekly twin show. So yeah, I, I appreciate it, Seth, but all the places that you get your podcasts and you can also find us on YouTube uh, at our score North YouTube channel. So uh, tons to talk about and uh, we are ramping up now and this is a great time of year. I love this time of year. It starts to cool off, but it's not snowing yet. We get hockey back football starts uh, on Thursday, at least professional football does. And even even the wolves possibly might be intriguing. And I love the fact that we live in a state right now where where two superstars might be traded, Jack Eichel, Ben Simmons. And we can speculate or, as we like to say, recklessly speculate (laughs) on both of them because they've both been tied to the local teams. I don't think Eichel is going to come here, but it's fun to talk. It is for sure. Uh, Judd, thank you so much. This was a blast and we'll definitely have to circle back and do this again soon. Sounds good, Seth. Thank you. Take care.